It's Thursday, March 19th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's never postponed, delayed, or canceled, but probably should be, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour, self-isolated edition. From the home studio, J.P. Shadrick with you. We've got plenty to get to, plenty of Jaguars news over the last couple of days, and even into today. Around free agency, a couple of trades have been made. They've signed a few guys, or no, no, not signed. They've agreed to terms and pending physicals and a signature on a piece of paper. They'll be signed down the line. Who knows when they'll become official. Here's what's coming up on the show today. All the Jaguars talk. We'll hear from uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. He's coming on at 4.30 today. We'll touch on the Jaguars moves with Mike and then get some of the bigger picture stories from around the National Football League as well. And a lot going on there. Tom Brady on the move. Phillip Rivers on the move. Big-name quarterbacks, a big, big reason why this free agency period has been so newsworthy. We'll hear from Jeff Lagerman at 4.45 to break down all the Jaguars' moves and what they mean moving forward. And Jaguars.com senior writer John Osier joins us now over the phone lines. John, how are you? And it's um, it's kind of sad to be self-isolated from you, but good afternoon. Well, people have been wanting me to social distance for a long time, JP. So uh, there's a lot of happy people out there amidst this, obviously on a serious note, Obviously, a very difficult time. No doubt, um, but uh, good to talk to you. It's been a couple of days, and a lot of a lot of work going on behind the scenes to get uh, this show on the air, get a lot of the Jaguars news out there on Jaguars.com, including all of your writing, everything that's going on. Um, I mean, let's start, I guess, with the quarterback. When Nick Foles was traded to the Bears uh, for the compensatory fourth round pick. Uh, he was the league's most expensive free agent last year, and a year later now, John, he's gone. Well, and it just shows you with the quarterback position, JP, teams and the Jaguars uh, did this, and a lot of teams do it. You invest a lot in the front end, and in some cases, it's a high risk investment. And, you know, they went for it last year, believing that they needed that piece to get them back to where they wanted to be. And uh, it just never worked. It, it never worked out. And maybe it could have worked out had they you know, remained in that direction for one more year. But the circumstances, it just felt right to try to get equity for him. And I think it surprised some people when they were able to get a fourth-round pick. I think got credit to Dave Caldwell for getting that fourth-round pick. A month and a half ago, I was writing, and a lot of people were talking about would they need to give up something uh, to get rid of him. That never really made sense once you examined it because they were only going to save $3 million on the cap doing that. So it kind of became obvious that they were going to want to try to get something for him and not give him away. And uh, But a fourth-round pick, I think that uh, it shows you that there are still people in the league who believe, rightly or wrongly, that Foles can play and contribute. And uh, it, it felt like a real win for the Jaguars, as a lot of the trades have so far. Still, uh, as you said, about $18 million of dead money on the salary cap, but a $3 million savings of what they would have uh, paid 
for the quarterback position. So after this year, he's off the Jaguars' books, and that's the best yeah. news after the, the last few years of quarterback situation around here, after the Blake Bortles situation and shipping him off and having to eat a lot of that salary and now the Nick Foles thing. It feels like we're getting ever closer to just moving on, and that moving on right now as it stands is Gardner Minshew as a starting quarterback. Well, and I think the big thing, obviously two things, Minshew being the starting quarterback. Secondly, and this sort of got lost as people started figuring out the cap. The cap can be complex, and on Twitter you have so many storylines you can cover. What you said about Foles being off the books for next year's cap is critical. He was going to be, had they released him next year, it, it might have been like a 21.5, somewhere in that range. But a huge hit on the salary cap. Well, that's now gone. So they're free of that $20 million. Probably not going to be something the average fan thinks about too much this year. This time next year, boy, that 21.5 is going to feel good for people making the decisions around here. Um, you know, it feels like, and I don't know what's going to happen in the draft, you, know, you have to look at the possibility of maybe a quarterback in the top 10, but I would put that a relatively low possibility. It feels like Minshew is going to get the opportunity to show that the signs that he showed of being a franchise guy, he's going to get at least one year, it looks like, to show that those signs are real. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk to Lagerman later in the show about it, or you will. Yeah. Are those real? Is he the guy? It sure feels like he's going to get the shot to show it. And uh, I feel like he sort of earned that uh, last year, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you don't get the feeling, John, that they're going to spend a bunch of money on, like, Jameis Winston or something to come in here this free agency well, period. Well, I'd, I'd be shocked with that. You know, Yeah, me too. The draft is a completely different animal than free agency with this. They've invested huge money at the quarterback position yeah. and hadn't had it worked out two years in a row. Um, to me, a Jameis Winston, uh, any of the other names out there right now, feel very similar to Foles and Bortles in terms of you're sort of holding your breath and taking a chance and seeing how it goes. If there was something out there that was a dead solid lock, maybe. But, uh, you know, they've had their experience with sort of flipping a coin the last two off seasons. I just can't rule out draft because they're sitting at number nine and they've yeah, got a lot of draft equity. Yeah, I don't know they have enough to go up and get the guys people would want. So that, that's why I feel like it probably gets put on hold for a year, the quarterback. But when it's the quarterback position and, you, and, and you're in the top 10, I think you have to at least study, do we go get a guy? I'm not sure on that one yet. J.P. Shadrick with Jaguars.com senior writer John Ozier. Jaguars happy hour continues, and we move along now to some other deals the Jaguars had, uh, I guess, well, not finalized, but agreed to terms with Calais Campbell traded to the Ravens for a 2025th round pick. And then the one that is finalized is A.J. Boye traded to the Broncos for a 2024th round pick. Let's start with the Calais deal, John. I mean, he's the Walter Payton man of the year, for goodness sakes. He's an all-pro player, a three-time pro bowler. And I put out a, a poll on Twitter because – that's what when you want real results. That's what you do, John. Yeah, scientific results. That's what they are. I mean, there's there's no lying on that. Like seventy percent or more of the votes had him as the best free agent in Jaguars history, not including Jimmy Smith. I had three other guys on there, but he was by far and clear the favorite. I think it's just 
because he's the most recent and he's fantastic, of course, for three years. Um, but he, what he did to this organization the last three years, I, mean, I don't know if he can find a better free agent guy to have around here and then to part ways with him like they did. It's not ideal, but it's the business part of this end, this thing. Yeah, and you know, I think to be fair, I think you got to throw Keenan McCardell on that list. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I think Keenan's going to be on the wall at some point and w- was critical. I think he's one of the top five or six players in Jaguars history. So sure. I'll go through uh, the whole list here in a second, John, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, anyway, um, regarding Calais, couldn't have given you more. I don't think you can have a better free agent signing in terms of immediate impact. And, you know, it, it's, it's a shame that the NFL right now is set up to where it's hard for guys who are beloved to finish their careers in places. But the other side of that is if it was set up that way, he probably would have finished his career in Arizona because he was beloved there too. That's so, a good point. Um, yeah. You know, nobody around the Jaguars wanted to see Calais go, but here's the bottom line. 16 sacks in 17, 10 sacks in 18, and six sacks last year. You know, he's not the same player that he was in 2017. He's a good, good, good player, but $15 million and that kind of cap, if you could get a fifth-round draft choice for him, it's still a good trade. It hurts. I love covering Calais. I think everybody did. I love being around Calais. But in terms of what you're trying to do right now and setting up this franchise for the future, you know, I just don't know how you could do any differently when you had a fifth round pick available for it and when you could get that money off the books. I mean, it's uh, rebuild, retool, reload, whatever. But right now you've got to be smart with how you're structuring this thing. And I just don't know that there was another way to go on him. The, uh, the results of that, scientific poll that I put out the other day, John, um, there were 794 responses. Calais Campbell had 71% of the vote. Keenan had 13%. Paul Pozlesny, 12%. Leon Searcy, 4%. Yeah, and I think if you know if Calais had had his career in the 90s and Keenan had just had his career, yep, be fine. Uh, you know, but that's fine. I mean, it, everybody it gets that. And it's, uh, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Calais. He deserves his moment. I personally think he's a pride of the Jaguars guy at some point down the road, even though it's just three years that he played, only because of what he gave. And without him, 2017 doesn't happen. Uh, And if you can't put him in your pride, what are you doing? So, And I feel the same way about Keenan, Frank. I think there's guys who who deserve to be up there. But – you know, Calais is a legacy player for this organization to make. J.P. Shadrick with senior writer for Jaguars.com. John Ozier, Jaguars happy hour continues uh, from the home studio here. John Ozier on the phone line with us. And we continue with the A.J. Boye trade. His physical was finished before all the lockdowns and everything. So it is officially to the Broncos for a 2024th round pick. And now the entire starting secondary from that 2017 run to the playoffs is no longer with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it seemed like, John, uh, over the last couple of years, the overall play of Boye dropped a bit. That number was really high, the dead number low. Uh, It felt like he was going to go no matter what. Yeah, I I was sort of surprised that they were able to get a fourth-round pick for him. I mean, and again, not to you know, you say bad things about Boye, but he, he hadn't been the kind of player 
in 2018 and 19 as he was in 2017. The overall defense wasn't as good, which always hurts the cornerback when you don't have the pass rush in front of you. Um, again, fourth round pick for Foles, fifth round pick for Clay, fourth round pick for Boye. Uh, somebody asked in the Ozone a few weeks back, how did David Caldwell get a fourth round pick for Boye? I said, witchcraft. I mean, it was, it, it was a great move by Caldwell to get that. I thought he was going to be released because I didn't know that he had any value on the open market. Uh, but again, back to you know the thread with Calais mm-hmm. and what these guys mean. AJ Boye, just like Calais, should be remembered by Jaguars fans incredibly fondly. Never did anything wrong off the field. Was was a great guy to be around. Yeah. And as with Calais, without him, 2017 doesn't happen. And that was. As much as things has gone wrong the last couple of years, that was a special year. So I hope he does well in Denver. But right now you're looking at a situation where I think they go draft a corner to replace Boye, um, and I think they go draft a defensive tackle to address the middle. And I think, you know, as hard as it's going to be for people to hear, I think you have a chance of being at least the same defense, if not better, if the two rookies that they have, and I think they'll go corner and defensive tackle in the first round or early in the second, mm-hmm. I think you can be very quickly improving on defense compared to last year because of what you've done at linebacker, and that's probably the next topic. John Osher with us on Jaguars Happy Hour, and it is. You've done these shows before, John. Linebacker ah, nice segue is, by me. is the next topic, and the Jaguars announcing that they have agreed to terms with Joe Schobert from the Cleveland Browns to be the middle linebacker, he has a Pro Bowl in his, under his belt back from the 2017 season. That means, and probably more notably, that Miles Jack is moving to the weak side, a position he has not played, at least to my knowledge, in college or the pros, certainly the pros. Um, that's huge news for this defense. Uh, one of the guys remaining is moving to yet another linebacker position. And as um, Doug Marone was saying earlier today to the Jaguars.com crew, Ashlyn Sullivan, that um, you know, it gives them a little flexibility at that linebacker position, and Miles can move around if needed. But sounds like Miles is moving to the weak side, John. Yeah, and that's only what Doug said this morning. He thinks it's his, it's his most natural position, which has started to feel that way the last couple of years. But let's remember this: Miles, you know, got a lot of criticism last year, and I'm not sure all of it was warranted. But that's another topic. I think he would have been playing weak side a long time ago, and. I've had people question me in the Ozone, well, why in the world didn't they do this already? Well, for three years, Kelvin Smith was over there. That's so correct. I'm not sure that that was necessarily a negligent move by the coaching staff. You had a guy who was playing at a high level, and you're trying to get your best guys on the field. Yep. I'm not so sure that he wouldn't have done it last year, except that Telvin surprised everybody very late in the process. The draft had already taken place. Free agency had already taken place. So you try to go, you know, and then he retired or Leaves football would ever happen. So I think this was a situation where now it makes sense to get Miles over to the weak side. I don't know that you wanted to do it last year because all of a sudden you're shaking everything up and you're not sure what's going on. So Miles Jack over to the middle. I don't know that you necessarily want to say it's only because of Miles because Schobert's a good player, sure. good middle linebacker, and natural middle linebacker. As Doug said a couple of times when Ashland was talking to him and when I talked to him later, this is a situation where you improve two positions with one signing. Uh, the Jaguars clearly needed to do that with their defense. He thinks this makes the run defense a lot better. 
I would think there'll be a major acquisition in the draft to add one more piece to that run defense. But uh, to me, if you look at their season last year, the inability to stop the run once Darius went out was the defining characteristic of the season beyond all the offensive troubles, beyond anything else, beyond even Jalen Ramsey leaving. They couldn't stop the run. When you can't do that, you can't win because it's all teams do to you is run when they know you can't stop it. If these acquisitions make you better against the run, it makes them more competitive no matter what else they've lost. It was awful last year. And that stretch, especially the, you know, um, three quarters part of the season there when they just couldn't, they were giving up 200 yard games every time out. You can't compete. Yeah, you can't compete because it's all people do to you. Yep. If you can run, you're not going to do anything else because it's low risk. You get up 10, it's over. Get that stop, then you can start talking about the other positions. They feel like they're making moves toward that. All right. Darquez Denard from the Bengals, cornerback. He'll compete at outside corner. And defensive lineman Rodney Gunter from the Cardinals. Sounds like he's got some big end ability and three technique. They can move around almost a Calais Campbell-type position, type role there for Rodney Gunter. But, um, you know, Denard may not be the answer outside, but he's going to compete to be the answer outside. And, and the rest, of course, the offseason uh, remains with that draft. As you mentioned earlier, they could be drafting a cornerback pretty high here. Yeah, and I think both of those positions or both of those acquisitions feel like the same kind of thing in different positions, meaning it's not like offensive line where you're going to line up five guys and hope they all play all the plays during a season. At defensive line and in the secondary, you need more than just your starters. You need four or five guys in each spot because they're on the field a lot. So, you know, I kind of think Denard probably competes with a – rookie who gets drafted in the top 40 so will he be starting i don't know but i think he'll be on the field a lot i certainly think that uh gunter is going to be on the field a lot you've got to have seven eight guys on the defensive line who you believe in who can play and so he clearly is going to be a big factor does he start or, or will they have a defensive tackle drafted starting next to Taven bryan with denard and avery jones even having a a Denard, I mean, a uh, Gunter-level player next to Avery makes you feel better about that rotation than you felt at the end of last year. So they need guys who can line up. They need guys who allow them not to reach in the draft. Both of these guys fit that to me. Final thought here, John. Um, it's a scary thought about this defense, right? That's a lot of new faces, a lot of familiar names and faces from the last three years or so are no longer around. Marcel Darius, his contract ran out. They didn't take the, the option on him. Uh, Calais traded, Boye traded. I mean, there's only a handful of guys left that people really know around here from two or three years ago. Um, what what can – I guess what can we expect? Can we expect a, a mid-level, high-level defense next year? You know, it's, uh, it's hard to say because uh, the Yon thing is yet to play out. Unique Ngakwe uh, – it feels like Josh Allen and Miles Jack's defense. You know, I mean, those guys need to step up. But if you've got those two guys who are first-round elite-level talent, yeah. you've paid Schobert like that, so that feels right if you get unique on the field. And then you add a rookie defensive tackle and rookie cornerback, and I don't know what they'll do, but if they do that, all of a sudden you've got a lot of talent there. Uh, Josh Allen, to me, feels like a guy – I asked Doug Murray when I talked to him this morning about leadership because leadership was an issue in 2013-2014 when they skewed so young. 
Sure, they they're do. skewing young again, so they need guys who are leaders. I've been around in you know, the NFL for 25 years. Josh Allen is as much in his in his first year a leader guy guys can look to as I've been around. Maybe Bob Sanders when I covered the Colts came in and was immediately very mature, a guy who can look to. Josh reminds me of that level of readiness for that role. He's going to need to play because they don't have Calais anymore. They don't have Boyer. They need young leaders. I think it's going to be Josh Allen's role and needs to play it. Give him a follow at John Osher, O-E-H-S-E-R, on Twitter, SeniorWriterJaguars.com, John Osher. I will continue to keep my distance from you, John. Well, it's about time, JP. <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> to you seriously, later. Uh, stay safe and everybody else as well. John Osher joining us, uh, SeniorWriterJaguars.com. Plenty to come at the bottom of the hour. It's Mike Forio of Pro Football Talk, and then a little later, around 4.45 or so, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst, will break down the Jaguars' uh, agreed-to-terms players and some of the trades that have been agreed to as well. That's all coming up in just a little bit. When we come back, though, we'll look around the AFC South and the National Football League, some of the big news around free agency as we're off and running in the 2020 league year. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. How would you like to get your electric bill paid for the entire 2020 Jaguars regular season? Well, our good friends at McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning are giving you that chance. Guess the correct order of the Jaguars 2020 schedule, and you can win. How cool is that? Enter today at jaguars.com slash McGowan's and take your best guess. From the Georgia border to Palm Coast, get your AC done right with McGowan's, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CMC 125075. 
At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find the location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in-ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity start the day with jaguars and sports talk the drill with dan hicken and jeff prosser mornings on 1010xl How would you like to have your electric bill paid for the entire Jaguars 2020 regular season? Our good friends at McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning are giving you that chance. Go to jaguars.com slash McGowan's and try to guess the Jags 2020 schedule. McGowan's is the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, remote edition, self-quarantined. Um, self-isolated from the home studio today. J.P. Shadrick with you. Glad you're along with us this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well in this uh, trying time. Our thanks to our our good friends with the Jaguars digital department and uh, Jaguars broadcasting and social media for getting this broadcast and the folks obviously at 1010XL for making this work away from TIAA Bankfield where we have the HananiaAutos.com studio. But um, they're trying to keep people away from big groups. That includes the office. So we've been working at home all week long. All the content on Jaguars.com with pretty much everybody uh, scattered at their home bases. Uh, getting that done this week with free agency coming. So a lot coming through. Uh, but everybody's done a fantastic job to get this broadcast on the air from the house today. And uh, streamed online as well. From uh, the station to the uh, Jaguars and at Jaguars at 1010XL. Everybody involved. Uh, thank you very much for that. Coming up, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Uh, in about four or five minutes or so, we'll uh, break down uh, the league's perspective on free agency. And uh, we'll, we'll ask Mike, you know, what he thinks about it. And I, I made the comment earlier this week on, on Twitter that this might be the most, uh, at least that I remember, the, the craziest free agency buildup uh, that we can remember. And the big reason why is all the quarterback names involved. The GOAT is involved, Tom Brady. Apparently he's getting a physical today in New York City. Uh, Phillip Rivers, uh, pretty close to the GOAT without the championship rings. He's got the yardage and the numbers to prove that. Uh, Well, he's on the move in the AFC South, coming to Indianapolis. Those are just a couple of the names that are uh, a big piece of the reason why. Today the the Rams have cut Todd Gurley, who just a few years ago was – um, you know, the, the biggest name, he was a top top 10 draft pick as a running back not that long ago. They avoided having to pay him an additional $10.5 million this year by cutting him today. Uh, in the AFC South, arguably the best receiver in football is shipped off to the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins is gone, and then reports of friction between him and head coach GM football czar Bill O'Brien in Houston. 
Hopkins and a fourth-round pick from Houston to Arizona for running back David Johnson, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick. But the big news there is the friction between him and O'Brien and uh, a little bit of he said, she said down there with um, the conversations. You saw Michael Irvin earlier this week make some comments of the reason why, and um, who knows the real side of the story here. But either way, it's a, not a great look at all for the Houston Texans. Uh, with all of that happening, with the clowny thing that happened last year, the trade of him to get out of there, and now trading their best offensive player. You could argue Watson is that as well, but DeAndre Hopkins is a three consecutive time All-Pro, first-team All-Pro. And the last person to do that three straight times to get a first-team All-Pro in three straight seasons and then not go back to his team the next year, Jim Brown, when he retired from the Cleveland Browns. Um, That is that tells you a whole lot about what's going on in Houston right now, and the uh, backlash and the aftermath of that trade is something to watch if you follow anybody involved with the Houston Texans in terms of the media down there in Houston. Um, the day after that trade, the day of the trade, uh, they had a lot to talk about in Houston, let's say. The Colts are signing Phillip Rivers, one year, $25 million deal. There were some question marks about that position after they – traded their first-round pick this year for defensive end DeForest Buckner. So there was a little question mark. They made that move, which is a great move, by the way, good player on the defensive line. Uh, well, they weren't going to draft a quarterback with their first-round pick, so they ended up getting Phillip Rivers a one-year, $25 million deal to come to Indianapolis. The Titans have been relatively quiet compared to those two teams, the Colts and the Texans. The Titans, of course, got that four-year deal for Ryan Tannehill. They franchise-tagged Derrick Henry. But Jarrell Casey is no longer in the division. The defensive tackle who has wrecked Jaguars' game plans over the years from time to time shipped to the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos got Boye. They've got Casey now. They're adding to that defense there. Casey no longer in the AFC South. Plenty ahead on Jaguars' happy hour. Mike Florio, pro pro football talk, is right around the corner. We'll break down some of the big league news in free agency and get his thoughts on what the Jaguars have done so far. And then Jeff Lagerman at about 445 with a little further analysis of the new additions to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some Daly's Place concert changes with the coronavirus. Uh, The March 28th and May 16th Kane Brown concerts have been postponed, and the new dates are October 16th and October 23rd. Hold those tickets if you have them now. Also another change, the April 17th Cole Swindell concert moving to October 2nd. Uh, May 2nd NF is still scheduled as is, but uh, you get a feeling that those early May shows could move as well. No confirmation of those yet. Uh, tickets at dailiesplace.com. All the information on the movement of all the concerts at Daly's Place right there at dailiesplace.com. Back with more after this. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. 
What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it grate on you? Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. Looking for a new SUV? Better buy now. The Buy Ford Now sales event is on at your local Ford dealer, where you'll save big on a Ford SUV, like the completely redesigned Escape and Explore, the powerful Edge, or the roomy Ford Expedition. Buy now and get big cash back on SUVs with safety features to keep you in command. Buy now and earn low financing on SUVs built for life's adventures. What are you waiting for? Buy now. Get to your local Ford dealer today. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. How would you like to get your electric bill paid for the entire 2020 Jaguars regular season? Well, our good friends at McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning are giving you that chance. Guess the correct order of the Jaguars 2020 schedule, and you can win. How cool is that? Enter today at jaguars.com slash McGowan's and take your best guess. From the Georgia border to Palm Coast, get your AC done right with McGowan's, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CMC1250075. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, <clears> and a wide selection of move-in-ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity every practice every press conference every game 1010xl is there if your favorite team is the jaguars your favorite station is 1010xl home of the jaguars welcome back jaguars happy hour jp shadrick self-isolated from the home studio today glad you're along with us on this thursday afternoon Thanks to John Osher, Jaguars.com senior writer, joining us earlier. Jeff Lagerman, Jags analyst, coming up a little bit later to break down the Jaguars' additions. Now on the phone line, it's Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. And, Mike, this is the um, the strangest of weeks in our uh, – one of our strangest weeks in our country's history, not, not much less the sports world. But uh, you look online just now, moments ago, you put up on Pro Football Talk that Sean Payton has tested positive for COVID-19. This has now officially touched the NFL community. I don't remember anybody else at least publicly testing positive in the NFL yet. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. And yeah, he's the first one to test positive. And we continue to be in that weird 
phase of this where we assume a lot more people have it than we know about, and they're typically only testing people who have symptoms or who know they have been exposed to someone who's tested positive. So I don't know if Coach Payton has any symptoms. He says he came forward just to encourage people to take the situation seriously, as plenty of people are, but there's still plenty of people out there who just don't get it, they don't understand it, they don't want to understand it, or they understand it and they still choose to live their lives the way they want to. I think it's pretty clear, Mike, that there's never really been a week or a month ahead or a two or three months ahead in sports like we have right now. I don't remember anything like this in my life. Maybe 9-11, that was a week, a week and a half of games not playing or anything happening. Uh, World War II, maybe, you know, but that's well before our lifetimes. Uh, yeah, and come World close. War II created some strange outcomes for the National Football League, as you would expect. I don't know if the league was ever shut down, but at one point the Steelers and the Eagles were combined into one team because so many – NFL-age players were off fighting the war either in the European theater or the Pacific theater. And I agree with you. Look, the difference here is most of the situations that we've lived through have been discrete, immediate moments that subside and we pick up the pieces and we figure out a way to move forward. This is something where as I've said this week several times, we're standing at the bottom of a mountain, we're looking straight up, and we have no idea where the top of it is. And we just start climbing. And it changes everything. It's going to wipe out, I believe, the entire off-season program for the NFL. It's going to create a different reality for the draft. The training camp openings may be delayed. Yep. Who knows how many different impacts it's going to have because of the reality that we need to remain in a situation where the spread is minimized to protect the people who are the most vulnerable from dying from it. You know, in every TV show or movie or book that we'd ever come across regarding a pandemic like this or some sort of a virus that overtakes the population, there's never one where so many people are perfectly fine and they're walking around with it. That's what's weird about it. Usually it's the exception. It's the Will Smith and I Am Legend who doesn't get affected by the virus. It's not the vast majority of people are fine, which causes some of the vast majority to act like everything is fine while a significant percentage of the population is at risk of dying from it. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, joining us. Uh, That said, uh, was the NFL right to continue with the free agency starting on Wednesday and the uh, the negotiation period leading up to that, or should it, been a, should it have been delayed as well? I personally believed it should have been delayed. Now, I thought things were going to get a lot worse this week than they did as of Monday morning. I believed that by Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern when the new league year began, there was a very good chance that there was going to be a national quarantine put in place, which would have made it impossible for anyone to finalize transactions and just would have slammed the brakes on everything. In hindsight, I think it worked out for the NFL. I know that there's some frustration out there on the part of teams that believe some of the rules the NFL put in place did not reflect a practical understanding of what the needs of the teams are, and there's been some relaxation of some of the some of the provisions that, that really didn't make a whole lot of sense, like not announcing any deals until the physicals can be accomplished because right. – Getting the physicals done has been the most cumbersome part of this because players can't come to the facility and the doctors can't go to the players. But, yeah, I I thought they should have waited 
but at the same time, the business needed to get done at some point, and it did provide several days of a diversion and a distraction from people who were coming to grips with the fact that they're going to be inside for a while. Although I had a good friend ask me the other day, not connected to the NFL world, should they really have done this? Because it is odd when people are trying to figure out where their money's going to come from over the next couple of months to read about all of these guys signing multi-million dollar contracts. And that was one of the concerns I had, the optics. But the other concern was just more pragmatic. When is the curtain coming down on a national quarantine, and if you've already started this process, it's going to be very difficult to stop it. Mike Florio with us, at Pro Football Talk on Twitter. Now, that said, since they kept it going, the uh, the negotiation period and the free agency opening of the league year and all that, I don't remember a period of the last three or four days as hectic as this. And the big reason why, at least for me, Mike, is the quarterback names involved, starting with the GOAT, Tom Brady. You throw those quarterback names around in a free agency cycle, it doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah, it was going to be, before the world turned upside down, one of the most compelling free agency periods of all time. And it still was, it just wasn't as compelling as it could have been because of everything that occurred, obviously. The Tom Brady factor, the anticipation of who was actually going to get in on that. And my understanding is he had a set of terms that he communicated to the Buccaneers, the Chargers, and possibly other teams. At the end of the day, the Buccaneers and the Chargers were the ones who said, we're in, and he chose the Buccaneers over the Chargers. But that was just part of this game of musical chairs where we saw just strange developments. Philip Rivers to the Colts, Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers, Cam Newton available to go wherever. The Nick Foles trade, obviously, something that we thought was a possibility if someone was going to step up and take that contract without expecting Jacksonville to pay any of it. So, you know, the music is slowed down. The Patriots don't have anyone they've acquired other than the the guy they have in Jared Stidham who could very well take over. Andy Dalton still available in trade from the Bengals. Cam Newton still available. Jameis Winston looking for a job. And, you know, for a while I wasn't sure whether there would be more teams than there were quarterbacks or more quarterbacks than there were teams, but it's clear right now that there are more quarterbacks floating around than there are starting jobs in the NFL. Mike, it happens quick for the Jaguars just a few years ago, a couple of years ago. They're in the AFC Championship game, and I think currently there are three defensive players that started in that game in New England that are still on the roster, including Yannick Ngakwe, who's tagged. We know the stories around him right now. Uh, it happens quick in the NFL, and the rebuild is on here in Jacksonville. Yeah, and I don't know that I would call it a rebuild per se. I think these are things that the team needs to do to have the cap space necessary to go with the nucleus of young talent that they believe in. I'm not stunned by any of the moves that have been made, and I don't look at it and say it's tanking. Tanking is when you start tearing it down during the season. This is a deliberate attempt to make the team better, to have cap space available to operate, to choose Gardner Minshew as the starting quarterback and give him a chance to move forward as the guy. He's the possible Tom Brady, the sixth-round pick that fell into their laps, that ended up getting thrust into action, not in his second season like Brady, but week one of his rookie year. And he's passed all the tests, and he's an exciting player, and he he stimulates the fan base, and that's what you're looking for. And, yeah, you want to also win. But I don't look at this, because I've seen so many people in the media, like every, every move that gets made, well, they're tanking, well, they're tanking, well, they're tanking. No, they're not. 
and we'll see if this is a deliberate process that ultimately results in the team being better than it was last year. Mike, great stuff. Thank you for the uh, for joining us on such short notice, and stay safe there in West Virginia. We appreciate it. All right, sure thing. Good talking to you, pal. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Always a good visit with him at Pro Football Talk on Twitter. Busy times around the National Football League. The uh, Tom Brady stuff could be coming down at any moment. Who knows? Apparently the, uh, the physical happening today uh, in New York, reportedly. And uh, a lot happening. Yeah, th- this has been a strange, obviously, to everyone involved here. It has been a strange week, but certainly inside the National Football League, it has been one of the most notable free agent uh, openings uh, that in, in recent memory, certainly, if not in league history, with all the quarterback names and everyone involved here. Back in a moment, we'll hear from Jeff Logman. We'll get back into the Jaguars additions and see what Logs has to say about the changes, the moves, the trades for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The uh, June 18th stadium tour still on at a Bank Field featuring Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett. Visit Ticketmaster.com. And look for tickets there online. Back with more in a moment. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. How would you like to get your electric bill paid for the entire 2020 Jaguars regular season? Well, our good friends at McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning are giving you that chance. Guess the correct order of the Jaguars 2020 schedule, and you can win. How cool is that? Enter today at jaguars.com slash McGowan's and take your best guess. From the Georgia border to Palm Coast, get your AC done right with McGowan's, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CMC 1250075. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, 
or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in-ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity all jaguars all the time jaguars <coughs> today with mike dempsey and tony smith weekdays from 10 to noon on 1010 xl down the home stretch on jaguars happy hour the jags get ready for game day with a powerful noise canceling technology of bose quiet comfort 35 2 headphones learn more at bose.com jaguars Bose, the official headphones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Our thanks to John Osher, Jaguars.com senior writer, joining us at the top of the show today. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk joined us just a moment ago. It has been a hectic week in the National Football League. Always good to visit with Mike. Uh, one other note here. Uh, if you uh, have questions about your uh, tickets, the office is still open. The Jaguars office is available. You can call the, the main number and get to your representative if you're a season ticket member currently. Um, everybody's working from home. They're available to uh, speak with you or email back and forth with you, whatever you have. Any questions about what's coming up for the Jacksonville Jaguars? We mentioned earlier a couple of the changes in the concert schedule at Daly's Place. The uh, March and May Kane Brown shows moved back to October. Cole Swindell moving uh, from April to October as well. All the details at dailiesplace.com. Let's go back to the phone lines and welcome in our co-host for this show, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst. What's up, bud? How are you? Hey, JP. Uh, good to talk to you. And uh, in this world of uh, self-isolation, I guess we may be doing a little bit of this. I think this might be the lay of the land for a little while, it seems like, Logs, as uh, unfortunate as it is. We're going to make it work, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. But, uh, boy, it hasn't slowed down the news out of the NFL. And I was talking to a couple people that are just you know fans of the National Football League, and they appreciate the distraction. And that with today's day and age, I guess, with all the news that comes out that's just so depressing i guess that they said it's kind of nice there's no sports going on but at least there's news in the national football league where fans can still follow their teams and uh, and still kind of i guess have a rooting interest so to speak even though it's not a game at least yeah. it's a, it's a rooting interest in their team it is the start of the league year it is always hectic but uh, just talking to florio a moment ago from pro football talk logs and it's uh, this might be one of the most notable openings of a league year that we remember outside of the coronavirus and COVID-19 and all that. Just the names involved here. I mean, Tom Brady's involved. Phillip Rivers going to the Colts. You got um, – they're trading the wide receiver from Houston to Arizona. I mean, that's that's a lot of moving parts for the league right now. Well, I mean, and um, heck, DeAndre Hopkins, who you're talking about, yeah. going to the Cardinals, and, uh, and most people criticize the Texans for what they got in return. Uh, you know, because the Jaguars are, are no strangers to that category either. I mean, Calais Campbell, A.J. Boye, both those guys traded, you know, and, and a fan favorite in Calais Campbell. So, 
uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of news and Tom Brady obviously is the headline of all of that. And it's still, I don't think it's been announced that the deal is completed yet, That's right. but it's going to be a lot different this year. I mean, nobody ever expected to see Tom Brady in a different uniform, certainly not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform, but uh, then again, nobody expected to see Joe Namath in a different uniform or whoever you want to talk about to finish their career elsewhere. Nick Foles will go to a different uniform. He's going to wear a Chicago Bears uniform next year, compensatory fourth-round pick. He was the league's most expensive free agent last year, Logs. Uh, well, chopper, and I, the, I think I think it goes well. I mean, no doubt, JP, the most expensive free agent last year, but I think it, it goes to show that the Jaguars made a mistake. But at the same token, when you make a mistake, it's worse if you just keep admitting that you made a mistake and you don't address it. And so I give Dave Caldwell a lot of credit and Doug Marone a lot of credit for addressing the mistake of signing Nick Foles last year, but most importantly, getting another draft pick. I mean, who would have thought that you could have gotten a draft pick (laughs) for Nick Foles with that expensive contract? I mean, I I just think that that's kind of crazy, especially when you're talking about a very quarterback-rich market where you can have your choice of other quarterbacks and you still garnered something for Nick Foles when he has a lot of guaranteed money left. I mean, kudos to Dave Caldwell. Yeah, and he's off the books uh, starting next year. Um, 18.75 of dead money this year. That's a $3 million savings and salary cap this year. And then he's off the books altogether. So great well, job for look, the Jaguars. Look, you can debate, and a lot of people criticize Doug Marone. A lot of people criticize Dave Caldwell. But, look, I'm going to tell you this. If I ever need to sell something, I'm calling Caldwell. <laughs> I'm going to have him sell my house. If I'm going to get a new car, I'm going to have him sell my old car because uh, he's uh, he's getting he's getting a good price. Dave, do you have your real estate license? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, Jeff Logman with us, Jaguars analyst, uh, joining us on the phone line on Jaguars Happy Hour. So the Jaguars agree to terms with linebacker Joe Schobert from the Cleveland Browns, and he will be the middle linebacker. Miles Jack is moving outside, according to Doug Marone. What do you make of that deal? He's moving to the weak side, Logs. Well, I don't think anybody's surprised with the move of Miles Jack going to weak side because, look, the last two years shown that it took, it just wasn't working at a high level for Miles Jack at the mic position. And the reality is Joe Schobert is a good football player. He's a natural mic. Uh, Greg Williams, who was the defensive coordinator and then for a short period of time the interim head coach with the Cleveland Browns, I mean, that guy knows football. And Greg Williams is not one to banny about with a lot of compliments with football players that he's coached, but he absolutely loves Joe Schobert and can never say enough good things about him. So I think it's a, it's a tremendous acquisition. Acquisition, I think it does a couple things, which it allows you to get a good football player, a good middle linebacker, but then also to move Miles Jack to the weak side position, which. Uh, the weak side position, you know, we all saw for many years. Telvin Smith played it, put it, played it at a pretty high level, and it's a speed position. And and Miles Jack has speed, and I think the challenge for Miles Jack is to take his next step and being a pro. I thought Miles Jack last year, somewhat the year before, played not in the greatest of shape and not at the greatest of weight. And I think he needs to dedicate himself, and it's going to be a challenging year to do that because. 
who knows if you're going to have the organized team activities or team workouts to be able to, to, to do that type of thing in that environment. So he's got to take a, the challenge upon himself and get himself in the best shape possible to be able to accept the challenge of moving to the weak side linebacker. Let me ask you this, Logs, and you may not have the answer, but you, I'm sure you have an opinion. If the Telvin Smith news had come out earlier in the offseason that he was uh, stepping away from football or whatever the, the real story is, he's not around. If that happened in January, right after the season, would Miles have moved to the weak side last year? Or was Maybe. it too close to was it too close to the off season program and the season uh, for him I, to move? I think I think it, I think I think it would have been considered, you know. But I, but I also think that they also wanted to see if he could take that next step at the Mike position. Yeah, I mean, because you can't expect a guy to step in first year replacing Paul Pozlesny and to be able to be better than Paul Pozlesny. I mean, that's that's just unrealistic. Correct. You know, so I think they wanted to give him a chance at that position, regardless of. Uh, the issue with Telvin Smith or Telvin Smith playing or not playing, you know, to give him an opportunity to, to take that next step. And, uh, and he obviously didn't take it. So uh, now it's going to go to where he's really, I, th- I think, moving to his natural position. And uh, it also allows him to not worry about trying to call the defense, even though he's going to be capable of that. Sure. And then also uh, third down, look, uh, the, the, Reality, it doesn't change on third down. So, and I think also what that does now it allows your other linebackers to develop at their pace. You know, last year you had Williams out there way too early, sure. and you're talking about a, a collegiate wow, safety that was moved to linebacker, and you're expecting him to come in and and be a starting weak side linebacker right out of the gate. I, I think that was an unre- unrealistic expectation. Now you can allow him to just develop on his own time frame and and be a core special teamer. And look, if, if he earns play time on defense, then so be it. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. Jeff Logman with us. But you said the key for Miles moving to the weak side, he's got to be able to run. He's got to have that speed back, right? Well, all, all the all the linebackers in the Jaguar system, I mean, that's when the coaches talk to the scouting department about what they need a linebacker, they tell them they got to have speed. Yeah. And because you're talking about linebackers that have to run with a deep over, and we're talking about keeping pace with a wide receiver. You know, so uh, Pozlesny was was fast enough, but if he was a step or two slower, he wouldn't have been able to play in the Jaguars defense. I mean, that's the type of speed that it requ- it's required to play in the Jaguars defense. Final uh, couple of minutes here, Logs, with you. The other additions for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Dequez Denard coming in, cornerback from the Bengals. He'll compete at outside corner. And Rodney Gunter from the Cardinals uh, can play the big end and three technique. They'll move him around up front and compete and, and work in that depth up front. Two other additions for the Jags here, Logs. Yeah, I, I don't know much about Gunter. I mean, who knows about anybody that plays for the Cardinals? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to say that, but that's the reality because the Cardinals haven't been very good. Okay. And uh, so I've got to, when I get a chance or when they allow people to come into the stadium, I'm going to have to watch some, some film on him to get a take. But Denard is, is a good football player. Sure. And uh, he's going to be a starter right away. And so. he's a, a physical corner that's not a play, afraid to play man. So I, I think he's, he's a nice addition. I don't know what the cost is. I haven't seen the numbers on either one of those two guys. Uh, but uh, obviously in the second-tier market, not the, you know, the, the high, high-priced guys. So uh, you know, they should be affordable-type players. 
Logs, thank you for the time today. Always good to talk to you. We'll try this again next week in this uh, little different setup. But uh, stay safe. You and the family stay safe this week, will you? Thank, thank you, JP. And uh, it's going to be a, a different world, right? It's uh, Minshew Mania, full speed ahead, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like it is. Uh, Logs, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, JP. See you, buddy. Jeff Logs, the Jaguars analyst, joining us. That'll do it for Jaguars Happy Hour. Thanks to John Osher, senior writer, Jaguars.com. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, and Jeff Logman. I'm J.P. Shattuck. We'll talk to you next week. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.